Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, well, well. Hello and welcome. I am Kitty Petrick, joined as always by Mr. David Fiorazzo. And whew, do we got some good stuff for you this fine day. Yes. As we always do. But first, we have uh, have to let you know how, you know, we've yes. been telling you all week. Reminder, reminder, reminder. Freedom Project Academy, our K-12 Judeo-Christian classical online school, is enrolling right this moment for the fall. So we would love for you to take a little look-see at what we do here. And your child, your grandchild, your niece, your nephew, all of the above can enroll full-time. Or if they just want one class, two classes, maybe maybe a trio. All you have to do, get some more information about this. It's a free information packet. All you have to do, go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. And hey, make sure when they're like, hey, where'd you find us? How did you know about us? Mention. Educated, right here. It must be Thursday. Oh, you know what time it is then, friends? We're going to check in with one of my favorite international correspondents and troublemakers for the kingdom of God in Florida, not Florida, Florida, to see what story he has to share with us this week. Alex Newman, hello. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So, yeah, uh, Bill Gates of hell, as I call him, uh, the Microsoft founder, had a big announcement at last week's uh, ASU plus GSV Summit. Um, and it's something I've been predicting for years and years. Uh, turns out artificial intelligence is going to be replacing teachers. And soon, uh, probably within the next 18 months, he says, um, a lot of duties traditionally associated with human teachers will be taken over by um, AI, by machines. He says that within 18 months, the this AI could be as good a tutor as any human could be. Uh, so, yeah, uh, coming soon to a government indoctrination center near you. Uh, so this happened uh, last week in San Diego, the uh, Digital Learning Conference. Uh, and Bill Gates gave some idea of where he thought this was going. Uh, he said at first we'll be most stunned by how it helps with reading, being a reading research assistant and giving you feedback on writing. He said this should be a leveler. Uh, apparently it's going to help uh, poor people because having access to a tutor is too expensive for most students, especially having that tutor adapt and remember everything you've done and look across your entire body of work. Uh, so he said uh, probably within the next 18 months, uh, these uh, AI systems will be able to perform uh, key functions as teachers' aides and give uh, feedback to the students and to the teachers. And then he says, and then they'll amp up what we're able to do in math. Uh, and, and actually, uh, the very next week, uh, companies started promoting this kind of stuff. I actually just got an email in my inbox. I get a lot of press releases, uh, and I got one today from uh, a company called Iterate.ai. It's an AI company, and uh, they had a statement by co-founder Brian Satyanathan, uh, is how, you think I, how I think you say it, uh, and he said that AI will be able to help teachers prevent burnout because they can hand off tasks that they normally do so that they can focus on teaching. Uh, he said, uh, developing technologies like digital teaching assistance, AI grading tools, and AI document organization tools are all ways to make a teacher's job easier by taking mundane, time-consuming tasks and 
having AI technology complete them. Um, then there's another AI teacher scheme, uh, and this is from the Gates-funded Khan Academy. Uh, it's a thing called the Conmigo Project. Uh, it's described as a virtual teacher. It's powered by a GPT-4, which is a, 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 an advanced AI program. And uh, supposedly, I haven't tried it myself, but supposedly this program will help students to learn math, science, writing, humanities, and other subjects without any need for a human teacher. Now, I mentioned earlier, I've been predicting this for a long time. Uh, and, and what's going on here, folks, and this is why I've been saying this, is there's a limit to what uh, even the most progressive, the most radical, uh, far-left teachers are willing to do, right? Uh, I mean, already a lot of public school teachers have expressed uh, very serious opposition to teaching children that they could be castrated or that they could mutilate their genitals and become a new gender. Uh, and they have much more crazy stuff in mind after this, right? Uh, and so they need something that will be able to uh, teach these children the radical values and attitudes that they want taught uh, in the face of opposition from teachers. And so they figure software and uh, AI and these uh, tablets and stuff will be perfect. Uh, and what's really happening here, folks, just to be clear, is not education in the traditional sense of the term. This is behavioral conditioning. It's basically what you do for circus animals, except with human beings, right? Like with, if you're trying to train a tiger to jump through a flaming hoop, you give it positive and negative reinforcement. So when it does what you want, you give it some treats. You pat it on the head. Uh, maybe you don't do that with tigers. I don't know. Uh, when it doesn't do what you want, you don't give it treats. You smack it on the head, whatever it is. right? Uh, and so this is what these AI programs and these tablets are doing. right? If the kid has the right attitude on abortion or LGBT or open borders, uh, they get a little smiley face and some little confetti comes down. the Wee, isn't that great? Uh, or if they have the wrong attitude, you a sad face and you know bad things happen. Uh, so this conditions children to have the right attitudes. This is not education. This is behavioral conditioning. Now, uh, this, these remarks from Bill Gates, actually, and, and I've been following this for a long time. That's how I knew this was coming. Uh, the UN in 2019 convened a uh, summit on AI in education, uh, and they came up with a final agreement. And of course, it happened in Beijing, of all places. Uh, the final agreement was called the Beijing Consensus on Artificial Intelligence and Education, uh, and it called on governments around the world to use AI to brainwash children. Uh, they said that the AI needed to give the kids the right values on things like gender, uh, governance, the environment, etc. Uh, it also calls on governments to, and I'm quoting here, adjust curricula to promote the in-depth integration of AI and transformation of learning methodologies. So yes, right. What could go wrong? Uh, UN-led AI in schools. Yeah. So these technologies are already out there, folks. We've been talking about them for years. Even in the United States, they're using like facial expression cameras that capture your kid's facial expressions, feed it through a, a computer system. The algorithms process it. The AI processes it. And then it determines like, hey, this kid's got the wrong attitude. He doesn't think that we should be able to kill babies in the womb. Uh, quick, we need an intervention. And so that's what's happening, folks. Uh, now, uh, the communist Chinese are really moving forward rapidly with this. They're using American capital fed to them by American megabanks. They're using stolen American technology uh, to bring about these AI. They have companies that are doing the AI stuff. Uh, but, folks, this isn't to make your life better. This is to basically create better future slaves for the Communist Party of China. Uh, and as an added benefit, AI is going to become the most powerful warfighting tool known to man. Uh, and, I, and I think it's important to mention here, too, folks, this summit that they just had, they got started in 2010. Uh, ASU stands for Arizona State University. Uh, if you're not familiar with ASU, it is a critical hub of this move toward totalitarian technocracy the home of the Sun Devils, uh, and it's run by a guy called Michael Crow. Now, Michael Crow is a guy you need to know. Uh, he is also, in addition to his role running ASU, he's the leader of InQtel, that is the investment arm of the CIA, the NSA, and the so-called intelligence community. 
So uh, very, very uh, nefarious here, folks. The rabbit hole goes very, very deep. Now, parents, if you love your kids, you need to be running for the exits. Uh, these technologies that are being fueled by totalitarian people like Bill Gates, you know, population control nut, uh, and the mass murderers like the Communist Party of China, these are not intended to help your kids learn how to read, write, and do math. Ultimately, they are aimed at scientifically training future victims for future technocratic slavery, more pervasive and totalitarian than anything mankind has ever imagined. Stay tuned. We'll bring you more. Thanks for having me, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Looking for a K-12 classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values? FPA is enrolling now for the fall. Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Eighty-four. Remember that number. Planned Parenthood terminates the life of a baby every 84 seconds. Overturning Roe v. Wade sure didn't stop America's abortion giant from committing over 374,000 abortions last year alone. If that weren't enough, the Biden administration, the Democrats, made sure Planned Parenthood got a raise of $37 million. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. If you only listen to abortion activists, the Democrat media, or Planned Parenthood's latest report, the sky is falling. This was the year the worst happened, they claimed, when the Supreme Court returned the issue of abortion to the states where it belongs and to the control of the people. But they sure didn't miss a beat as the bloodshed in America continues thanks to Planned Parenthood committing the second highest number of abortions in the murder mills history. Did you know they received more than $670 million in taxpayer funding in 2022? Did you know they snuff out the lives of 1,025 babies every single day? Did you also know Planned Parenthood received more government funding last year than at any time in its history? No, I didn't think so. The good news is the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision did impact the booming abortion business. Though they raked in more money, their annual report shows Planned Parenthood committed just over 2% fewer abortions than in 2021. That number, however, is huge, especially for the 9,305 babies' lives that were spared. So, Overturning Roe did save tens of thousands of unborn lives, but the Biden Democrats ensured Planned Parenthood increased its contributions from taxpaying Americans. If you're wondering about Planned Parenthood's revenue, its profit last year was almost $204.7 million. Total assets, $2.7 billion with a B. Let's be clear, despite the liberal narrative, Another abortion record was set last year, making the life-ending procedure the leading cause of death for children in the U.S. It must be nice to have the government, teachers unions, Hollywood, corporations, and big tech in your hip pocket. It makes child sacrifice easier to market and perform. Planned Parenthood's efforts represent about 40% of total abortions last year, 
And according to the Guttmacher Institute, just under one million unborn children lost their lives last year alone. This debate and evil in our land has almost nothing to do with the fraction of a percent of the heartbreaking cases of rape. We can have compassion for those victims, and the church in America should help single moms and adoption agencies. The left is arguing, however, for the unrestricted shedding of innocent blood on demand in any amount, for any reason, and without apology. How do we allow this in a civilized society, killing our offspring? You might be wondering how Planned Parenthood was able to increase its revenue in a year we were told women lost their rights and were sent back to the Stone Age. Well, Democrats gleefully repealed the Trump administration's Protect Life rule, which prevented Planned Parenthood from receiving increased funding through Title X grants. The Biden regime understands how powerful big abortion is and how well-oiled the money train. For those who do care, resist the lies of the left, raise awareness, and stand for life. A decent society would protect its most vulnerable. But perhaps part of the problem in America is our loss of conscience and decency. As far as Planned Parenthood goes, defund the slaughter and shut them down. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Chloe Jennings White spends her days confined to a wheelchair. It's tough to get around, and she struggles with living in a world that isn't built for the disabled. However, Chloe is actually able to walk perfectly, and chooses to live her life like a paraplegic, due to a rare psychological disorder called BIID. Despite wishing she was paralysed, Chloe still takes part in extreme sports like skiing. BIID has led Chloe, a Cambridge University-educated research scientist, to harm herself in a bid to become paraplegic for real. That's it. Game over, people. I think we have actually reached the pinnacle of stupidity in this little trans game that we have all been forced to accept as 100% grade-A science stuff. These people desperately need help, and most of them do crave attention transgendered, trans-animal, and now trans-abled. It is a strange new world out there. But we can't stop. We won't stop. No, no. Sadly, we must bring you the other stories that are trending left this week. So we stay in crazy town, where yet another brick of nonsense is being laid by a woman who wants to identify as all the letters of the rainbow because it's basically the cool thing to do. Watch and tell me with a straight face, oh, how dare I say that, straight face, why anyone should take these people seriously. I'm non-binary gender fluid, right? And within that, technically, by the definition standards, I am trans, right? However, I'm not always like trans, you know? Like I'm not always like, I am trans. But sometimes I am like, I am trans. And you know what I realize? It is this 
you know what I realized it, it is? Literally, it's that because that's part of my gender fluidity and like realizing that just like all the pieces clicked they all clicked um i don't think they have clicked i think a lot of things up there are not clicking and that's part of the issue that we have you can't say that well i'm a non-binary this and then i'm a gender this well then technically by the definition which we don't even know the definition of a woman much less what a trans person believes any definition should be so how can anyone understand what you should be if you can't even understand what you are. It, it, it's an, a lose-lose game. But moving on, because we have an example of a poor boy who has clearly received a massive dose of radical gender indoctrination from his bearded, tattooed, non-binary father. Just listen to how this boy is coached to respond to gender questions with every progressive Rainbow Mafia talking point under the sun. Instead of saying he was born a girl, I would say he was assigned female at birth. And you were assigned male at birth and you identify as? Male. And I was assigned male at birth and I identify as? Non-binary. Instead of saying before he became a boy. I would say before he transitioned. Instead of saying when he was a girl. I would say when he presented as a woman. Instead of saying being trans means you're gay. I would say gender identity and sexual orientation are not the same. Also, mind your own business. Mm, the end really got you, didn't it? There, mind your own business. Because instead of that little boy maybe being out in the backyard playing catch with his old pops, he's having to read off of a paper and tell the world, the internet world, what a non-binary this that or otherwise person is and if he doesn't have the answer right then you know what you mind your own business that's what's happening all right well it's getting a little too crazy in here so i thought that we would end on a wild story that features a brave young man who stood up for his personal convictions after he was told to remove his t-shirt in school because it made some people feel unsafe listen to his testimony and to the parents of this young man I tip my metaphorical cap to you. I never thought that the shirt I wore to school on March 21st would lead me to speak with you today. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. We have a future scientist right there. That is to say, if science is still a thing when he is old enough to go out and decide if he wants to have a job which so many people apparently these days just don't want to. But anyway, that young lad who isn't even tall enough to reach the microphone, they had to tip it down, was able to stand in front of a group of adults who probably would side with the other people who don't feel safe because that young boy was just saying there are two genders and that's offensive these days. But, well, that's going to wrap up this segment. Of course, you can be sure there will be plenty more craziness next week. Until then, stay sane, America. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, 
plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Mattel may have a new live-action Barbie movie hitting theaters this summer, but it's actually a new doll that has everyone talking. Please meet the first Down Syndrome Barbie doll. Cool. The world's first Barbie with Down Syndrome will give children the opportunity to play with more inclusive dolls. This doll is breaking barriers by creating the first fashion doll with Down Syndrome allowing more children to project their future through fashion doll play and imagine what is possible. Mattel, Barbie's parent company, announced the new figures will soon be hitting store shelves. The company took extra care to ensure they were properly representing the Down syndrome community. The 64-year-old doll brand says it consulted with medical professionals to get details, like the doll's frame, more accurately. Barbie with Down syndrome is shorter in height and has a longer torso than the rest of the Barbie lineup. Even the doll's jewelry has special meaning. Three chevrons on Barbie's necklace is a symbol known as the lucky few. It represents the 21st chromosome, which is the genetic marker of a person with Down syndrome. Wait a minute, did they mention chromosomes? <gasps> are we allowed to talk about that? That's yeah, science. Anyway, no, seriously, pro-life groups are ecstatic about the doll, saying with 67% of unborn babies diagnosed with Down syndrome in America being aborted, this doll could give a real face to those babies. I like that. Now, the new Down syndrome Barbie is part of Mattel's Fashionistas line, which features Barbie with a prosthetic leg, Barbie with a wheelchair. So very interesting. I've got um, dear friends of ours who um, have a Down syndrome daughter, and um, I really like this idea. I'm, I'm thankful. I know they've done some wacky things at Barbie, Barbie and Ken, but I like this move. What do you think? No, I thought you were going to say, uh, I have a, a few Barbies myself, but you didn't go there. So <laughs> I didn't nice. go there. You didn't go there. Uh, <laughs> I, full disclosure, the only time you saw me play with a Barbie doll was never. <laughs> I, my Barbie dolls were in a brown paper bag in the back of my closet because I had two older brothers. I had to play you with G.I. Joe's. baseball and a glove. I played baseball. Yeah. That, that's right. I played baseball. No Barbies here, but they also, at my time, in my day and age didn't have Barbies that were actually really representative of everyone, of all sorts of people. They just had blonde bimbo Barbie, and that's what Barbie is. <laughs> so I didn't really care to play with her anyway. So this is really cool. I think, you know, when we talk about true representation here in this country, yeah, let's talk about some of the, like, people that we have out there who have the most joyous perspective on life. Mm. And oh, really... Oh, boy, the, the, the love. The joy, the love. Like, how people. can we... Yeah. Let's project more of that and less of the other nonsense that we actually have. So I agree. We could, we could really learn a lot from the friends, people that are Down syndrome, um, really in, in patience, in loving your neighbor, in so many other things. There you go. Well, it's going to wrap up Educated for this week. Yes. And it was a, another solid week. Hit it out of the park, I would say, as always. That's what we do around here. 
How do you feel about that, David? Do you, I do learned you know? a lot again. Again? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Knowledge. And I learned Legos come from Denmark. Is that Lego. true? Yep. Lego is in Denmark. That was in the Monday show. Or no, the th yep. Tuesday. Monday. Monday show, yes. They all just blur together. Yeah. We just have so much <laughs> By fun the end around of the week. here. I know you've got another day Friday, but for us, it's the end of the week here. Huh? For Katie and myself, thanks for watching, listening, sharing, please, on social media, and supporting the show. And until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.